Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's episode of Primates is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House, uh, to the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March. Back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March to the 19th of April. You can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST and that gets you a real handsome discount via mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. Now on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm not joined, as always, by the second banana of the show, Evan Munro-Smith, the host of the Gaming Gaming, uh, Jiminy James show. Uh, but instead, in filling his huge shoes, I've got an even more impressive guest. This week on the show, via Satellite Link, it's the program director of NAPSA, it's Erica Fleury. Hello. Thank you so much, Matt. Hey, thank you so hey. much. People Can I be the Yes, you can. Oh, I was going to say can I be the third banana if Evan's the second banana? Yeah, well you could be the first banana if you want to. Oh, you're the first, man. No, I'm not. I think we are, we already figured this out. The first bananas the uh, appeared on film a while back, you know. How how could we beat a Hollywood banana? Really? Oh. I'm somewhere oh. in the 60s, I think. Oh. But that's well, all right. Hey, look, I'm not. I'm not looking for any banana pity. That's fine. I know where okay. I stand. Uh, <laughs> but you can be the third banana. That position has I'm not honored. been filled as yet. So that's yours. So NAPSA. Thank you so much. I was yes, trying NAPSA. to refresh my memory on what uh, NAPSA stood for. If people want to uh, find out more about it, we did talk a bit about it in episode 38 when you were first on. You've been on a, a couple times now. Pretty exciting. A real it is. boon for the show. Uh, but I looked it up just to refresh my memory uh, what NAPSA stands for. Uh, <laughs> and the, honestly, I, I don't know if they, any of these are yours. Uh, there was the National Adult Protective Services Association, the National nope. Pension Scheme Authority. No, no? thankfully. The, the 47th National Association of Pretrial Services Agencies <laughs> Conference. No. Nope. Oh, I thought that might have been the one. You, oh, you have such a skill for finding the non-NAPSAs out there. It's well, amazing. Well, honestly, my skill is just um, doing a search. And these, yeah. are, uh, these are literally as they come up, came up in order. Is it the, I think it might be this one, the National Association of Pupils Services Administrators. No, failure again. Sorry. Wow, you are. I mean, they all do sound real boring. So it must be this one. The, this is real. This is, And this comes up. Higher on my search, even though I'm searching about primates all the time, this comes up <laughs> higher than you, unless this is you, the North American, the North American Power Sweeping Association. Oh my, no, it's actually not me, but huh. it sounds interesting. Power sweeping. Power sweeping. I mean, that sounds powerful. Yeah. But 
Yeah, not not nearly as exciting as the North American Primate Sanctuary Alliance. Oh, an alliance. That's the right one. Yeah, I know it's confusing. I think alliance is great. I love that you formed an alliance with other sanctuaries. Well, yeah, the sanctuaries formed this alliance 10 years ago now. 10 years. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Yes, I was not involved, but thank you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they did this so that they could unite and be stronger as a group and speak with a unified voice and and network and do all those good things that alliances can do. And uh, it's been great ever since. So I, I didn't join the alliance until 2014. Oh, that was I've a good been year. Fun since good then. year it to was, join. Yeah. Yeah, and it's flown ever since. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, coming up six years. That means. I know. I crazy. I've just found your website. Uh, the the mission's been updated since I first read it out. It now reads: yes. NAPSA unites the primate sanctuary com- community, builds capacity to provide sanctuary for captive non-human primates, and advocates to eliminate primate exploitation. You are very. Uh, quick to notice that we changed our mission because we did that in September, I believe. Yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I bet there was yeah, a well, big committee meeting. Everyone got yeah. to choose two words each, something like that. Is that how it worked? We had a, we had a facilitated uh, retreat in, <laughs> we were in Canada, which sounds as exciting as, you know, which was as exciting as it sounds. I bet. I've never been to Canada. I'd love to go. Did you see any well, uh, beavers or moose? Uh, no, but I saw chimpanzees because we have a member sanctuary in Quebec. Oh, cool. And yeah, it was actually really cool. And they have chimpanzees that, uh, were used in a sign language study. So it's fascinating to see them communicate with their caregivers with sign language. Right. It blew me away. I was like teary and (laughs) like, oh my God. And obviously I knew chimpanzees can do this, but, um, I guess I never saw it, you know, with my own eyes and just to see that communication between another species and humans just completely bowled me over. Oh, that's cool. We, we had a guest at some point who has no qualifications in the field who uh, <laughs> try to debunk the fact that non-human primates could sign, but you've seen it with your own eyes. I did. I saw a chimpanzee named Tattoo and she signed for apples and the caregiver was touring this little small group of NAPSA um, people. And, and she said, no tattoo. You know, she signed and spoke for those of us that didn't know sign language. And she said, no tattoo. Hold on, please. And tattoo kept saying, apple, apple, please, apple. So then they gave her some apples. And then she was chewing the apples. And she looked at me and she signed something. And I said, what did she say? Oh, what is that? Oh, I know what she said. These are my uh, apples. Back off. <laughs> was that it? <laughs> Oh, it's even cooler. Oh, wow. She signed. She signed cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got my apples. Sweet. It was amazing. That's amazing. lovely. Yes, it was incredible. So, you it, know, as if I didn't already think chimpanzees and primates were amazing and intelligent, now I know for sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was cool. So, how do yeah, they handle so- the Canadian climate? Um, you know, there's other sanctuaries as well that are in cold climates and surprisingly the chimps get into, they really enjoy the snow. Um, oh yeah, we did a movie a while back called, uh, MVP, most vertical primate. Sounds lovely. No, no, sorry. Most extreme, MXP, most extreme primate. Oh. It was a Canadian movie about a chimp who's probably in the care of one of your sanctuaries now called Jack, (laughs) who, who became very good at snowboarding. They're taking some liberties there with the extreme spelling. Yeah, they they dropped the e there. It really <laughs> should have been nice. M E P. But yeah, I, that's interesting. I it's uh I think it must be getting towards the end of Chimps on film, right? Played by Ch- you know Chimps themselves. I, you know, speaking of that, it's funny that you mentioned that. There is a documentary in production right now, and I will be in it, which is cool. Um, but what's even cooler is that it's about um, the last chimpanzee to work in Hollywood. His name is Eli. And um, so it was discovered that he, although chimps are still like used and filmed for social media videos and things like that, Eli was the last trained chimp in Hollywood to be working in films right. and he retired a few years ago and has since been living in, um, in a sanctuary and it's not a NAPSA member sanctuary and we can get into that if you want. But, um, 
What's interesting is this film is documenting his story and what happened to him and why chimps are no longer used uh, so frequently in entertainment. And it's, it's really pretty interesting. So it's not, the film isn't done yet, but it should, I think it should be out in 2020 sometime. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really, I think it's gonna be really cool because the filmmakers totally get the right story about chimps and, you know, the issues with working with them and, and just, you know, the harms of them being used in entertainment. And it's, it, I think it's going to be a really good story. We'll that have they tell. to have you back on when that comes out and talk about yes. it. Yes. And if you want, maybe I could even get the, um, you know, the, the director of the film to join us. Cause they're really, they're cool people. They're in LA actually where I live. La La Land, um, Hollywood. Yeah. So that's they came this, in. That's and, where it all happens. That's right. Uh, so they interviewed me here and it was real easy, but it was uh, I was just really excited to, to hear about this movie being made because it's documenting a really cool thing in history. I right. Think, you know, this really interesting time. Yeah, totally. You did sort of yeah. try and denial it. Uh, one of the last times you're on that living in Tinseltown is, you know, a portal into <laughs> being on the big screen all the time. And now you're here telling me that you're going to be in a, a movie this year. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, like they filmed me in my living room and, you know, it wasn't glamorous and sparkling and I wasn't wearing a ball gown. It was uh, very. <laughs> I don't know. How many, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think movies are? How many, how many actors <laughs> are wearing ball gowns? I don't know what I think of, you know, Hollywood. That's what I think of, the red carpet. Yeah, well, you'll I reckon you'll wear the ball gown at the at the premiere probably. Sure, sure, maybe. <laughs> That's great. That's exciting. Yeah, so no, but it's just funny that you mentioned it cuz that movie is like fresh on my mind because people are talking about it and actually the sanctuary where this chimpanzee Eli um, where he was living, it was um, an unaccredited sanctuary. It was not a, a NAPSA member. And so it actually announced that it was closing in August, that it was shutting down unexpectedly. They were having financial troubles and some other troubles. And so that's been part of the reason why I haven't been in touch with you as often, because the sanctuary world was thrown this huge curveball of, oh my gosh, there's 42 chimpanzees and I think it was 16 monkeys at this sanctuary that's closing that need to leave as soon as possible and get into other sanctuaries. Right. And as you might, I think, I think I've already mentioned it on previous episodes, but the sanctuary community is super, um, uh, full. <laughs> uh, they mostly have waiting lists and, you know, they're, they're in demand more than ever. So they don't necessarily have room to absorb 42 chimpanzees at a shot. So, um, yeah, so I've it, gained a lot of gray hairs lately over this, but we're figuring it out bit by bit. Is the, um, is the need for the sanctuaries lessening over time? Oh, what it if, like or, it will, right? Yeah. yeah, you would think, but we're still at the point where all the, like for chimpanzees, for instance, all the chimps that were used in the United States in laboratory research, the number was huge. It was hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds. Um, when they ended chimpanzee research, it's a fabulous thing, but then they have to go to sanctuaries and the sanctuaries need to build. And in order to build, they need to fundraise in order to make room for all these chimps. So it's been very much a slow process getting them all out. So we're still getting chimps out of labs. And then there's 42 more chimps that need to go into sanctuaries and we have to fit them in. And it's like a puzzle piece and money is really what it all comes down to. Um, so we're going to be kicking off actually a fundraising campaign um, later this year to help fundraise for these sanctuaries to build and get the chimps out as quick as they can. So at the moment, it's still ramping up, if anything. And then the hope will be in the next, what, in the next five, ten years, it'll start slowing down again. And I'll just In terms of-, of chimps, yeah. In terms of chimps, I think by then... And I don't want people might say I'm wrong with this estimate, but yeah, in five years, they might all be out of the labs. And then at that point, there's only a few here and there in private ownership that might need to come in to sanctuaries. But yeah, the, the main industries that were using them um, are laboratories and or were laboratories and then the entertainment world. And they're both winding down. Right. So, right. yeah, you're right that eventually there's going to be no need. But then there's hundreds of thousands of monkeys so that's gonna be hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands i mean laboratories it's it's mind-boggling how many are in laboratories right now heartbreaking yeah it's really depressing (laughs) but um but even and they're still are they winding them down with monkeys as well or or they've Mm. sort of seen 
great apes are a little closer to us, so they've stopped them first. Is that how it's going? Yeah, that's kind of how, that is how it's going. And it's great for the chimps, but then, you know, the monkeys are still there. And just because they're not as closely related to humans, it's like what they're not as deserving of being protected. So um, we are, you know, for the last like 10 years or more, actually, before NAPSA was even founded, um, our member sanctuaries had always advocated for, for laboratory primate retirement. So even the monkeys, they would try to convince the researchers and the laboratories that primate retirement was a good thing, that it would benefit the animals, and this is why. And, um, and so it's paying off in the sense that researchers are now more likely to retire monkeys to sanctuaries, but it still comes down to money because a lot of times the labs don't have money to support the care of these animals in sanctuaries right. and the sanctuaries need the money because they're all nonprofits. You'd, and uh, you'd love them to cycle. work that into their business case that they. Yes. That's the plan. We're trying to get them to write it into grants. So before a, a research uh, project starts, they include retirement funding in the grant proposal. Um, but that's easier said than done. So yeah. we're still looking for good solutions on that. But yeah, you're, you're right about that. I mean, that's what it needs to be for it to work for everyone. Uh, I uh, live day to day in such ignorant bliss of all this stuff, I think. And then you, when you realize it again, it's like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to be, be a bit sad for a while. Until yeah, well, obviously I get uh, distracted by a game of footy or something, you know? <laughs> well, that's what I do. Too. I mean, so I have to deal with this stuff, but then I live in ignorant bliss of everything else going on in the world. So it's, you know, you have to be ignorant of something in order to survive. <laughs> yeah, okay. That is true. You can't probably can't yeah. take it all on. Thank you, no. for, thank you for giving me a way out there. <laughs> it's justifying my own stupidity as well. So um, <laughs> that's the least I could do. <laughs> so I think we're, we're sort of going to talk a bit today about uh, some of some interesting stories of some primates getting out, escaping their different captivities. Yes. And you've you've uh, researched a few little stories. I do have some stories. Excited to hear about. Well, they're pretty kooky, you know, because. We all know how smart primates are, and they're so good with their fingers, and they're so inventive, and so they're real good at escaping from wherever they're being held captive. Totally. Yeah. Do you think so. so? Just on what you were saying, so the apes, the great apes, are pretty much out, or they're they're being phased out. Well, and chimpanzees, yeah, chimpanzees out of laboratories are being phased out in the United States. Yeah. Um. Yes, that's correct. For that, so it is it is moving in the right direction. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. And if you ask people, like the people that I work with that have been doing this for much longer than I have, if if you were to have asked them 10 years ago, is chimpanzee research going to be over, you know, in 2020? Are they going to be leaving the labs in these huge numbers? They would have said absolutely not. That sound, like we, I wish, but that sounds like too good to be true. Right. I, you know, so it's, it's happened much quicker than actually the advocates even expected or could have hoped. So is, that's a real blessing. Is there a re is there reasons for this? Like, are they are they finding alternatives to chimpanzees yeah. for testing? Like, yeah, there's more. more there's more. Absolutely, there's more computerized, um, you know, alternatives. There's new. I don't even know the word, but like there's like bio, um, gosh, I wish I knew the word off the top of my head and it's escaping me. But yeah, there are alternatives that are m not only more affordable and more ethically um, comfortable for people, but, but I think they provide better data too, because, you know, chimpanzees, they're a lot like humans, but they're not humans. And so they were, for instance, they were bred in huge numbers um, for AIDS research back in the 80s and early 90s. And then it was real it was discovered that chimpanzees don't develop AIDS in the way that humans do. Right. So they ended up not being useful for that. And then there was a surplus of chimpanzees that they live, you know, they could live 60 years and then the, they're expensive to care for and then it's like what do we do with them now? So um, there are certainly better alternatives than chimpanzees for for research, and better alternatives than monkeys for research. Have they considered getting Andy Sergis in a ball suit in these labs? Like he could play multiple chimps, and then they could, could. just test on those sort of CGI chimps. Mm -hmm. Does that work? Maybe they could do like holograms or something. Yeah, right? exactly. Holograms. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the future is holograms. Yeah, we're we're pretty smart. I feel like we could figure that out and sell it to the labs and solve yeah. all these problems. Do you want to dial in a, your local senator and we'll yes. we'll nut this out right now? 
Yeah, he'll. I'm sure he or she will be up right now. You know, that should be fine. Great. Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, well, I've been uh, reading a bit about the um, some of the politics over there at the moment. It sounds like it's a good fun time. Oh, yeah, it's great. That's the ignorance that I was telling you about that I enjoy. It's it it's in that direction because it, I'll just drive myself crazy. So, you totally. know. Um, yeah, I'd rather drive myself crazy, you know, because of primates than because of humans. Yeah. There was some, was something about the Democratic primary. They had a new um, a new app to make it quicker to count up the votes and mm-hmm. it, and it, and it failed. And it, I heard that. Are you surprised? <laughs> what? I mean, I, I'm so confused by the whole American uh, voting system. So am I, and I'm an American. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds there was there was footage of uh, in one of one of the community halls that they had to toss a coin because it was a deadlock. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Anyway, we're getting very sidetracked. Um, yes, right. and it's so depressing. So I want to hear about these these ape escapes <laughs> and monkey escapes. Yes, because this isn't depressing at all. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they're getting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what the stories are yet. So, um, no, was... I mean, there's some humor as well, and and I will I will tell you they all ended up okay and better off than they were in the beginning. So that's Love a bright. It. Yes. Um, why don't we start off with a monkey named Daisy? Okay. Daisy is a brown capuchin monkey, and. This is a recent story um, in April 2019, so just, a, you know, less than a year ago. Cool. Uh, yeah, very recent. And if you Google this as I'm talking, you'll see some news articles about it. Um, so in, in 2019, the Chicago Animal Care and Control Office got a call that there was a monkey loose. Uh, and so in Chicago, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's a very urban area. This is not the type of area where there are typically monkeys loose. Right. So uh, there was a monkey loose in the garage of an ambulance service. So she's if you if you look up these photos, there's a Daisy, the very young monkey, yet less than a year old, jumping around on the hood of an ambulance. And um, so, you know, this was alarming and people were (laughs) commenting like crazy because I guess Chicago Animal Care Control has a very active Facebook presence because the the stories were just coming up every five minutes and people were commenting and it was a big deal. So um, she was captured safely and uh, it's illegal to have primates as pets in Illinois where Chicago is located. Oh, that's right. That's something you've told us about in the past. Every state is totally different in terms of what is allowed. So it's all pretty confusing. It is because America loves confusing things. So, yeah, it's a big mess. Um, But fortunately, at least in Illinois, it was uh, illegal to have monkeys as pets. Um, So once they captured her, they were trying to figure out who who this monkey was, who she belonged to, where she came from. Um, And some people were popping up saying that she was their escaped pet. Someone said, she's my therapy monkey. Um, But nobody had any proof of this. And even if they had... A, it was illegal. B, um, the Americans with Disabilities Act does not recognize monkeys as therapy, uh, as service animals anymore. So that even, you know, even if someone produced some sort of document, it it doesn't hold any water. Right. So, um, so, so there was this monkey that, that needed a home. So Daisy went to, um, a sanctuary called Jungle Friends Primate Sanctuary. They're a NAPSA member sanctuary and they're in Florida. And so Daisy, and she was really young. I mean, she was, it's rare that I think to find a loose monkey that's so young. Um, She's now, I think, about a year old, maybe a year and a half. Um, She has an adoptive family at the sanctuary. (laughs) And this is adorable. So she has an adoptive mother named Munkers, who's another capuchin monkey. And Munkers has adopted um, uh, babies in the past that, that were very young and didn't, you know, were not able to be raised by other monkeys. And Munkers is just a great adoptive mother who knows just what to do. And she's very patient. So crazy little Daisy who was running around Chicago is now sleeping every night on Munkers back (laughs) in the, in the sanctuary. And it's the cutest thing ever. And she has two siblings named Zumi and Mochi to play with. And so it's just so cool that this monkey that who we still don't know where she came from, right? Really? She's probably a, 
So yeah. probably yeah. someone someone who shouldn't have had her is yeah. not coming forward, obviously, because they'll be putting themselves in it. Exactly. And I'm guessing because she was so young that, you know, a lot of times people buy pet monkeys when they're babies and they're real easy to care. Well, I shouldn't say real easy, but they're easier to care for when they're young because they're small. They're not aggressive. They're not as able to get into trouble <laughs> as when they grow even a few months older. And when they start climbing the curtains and biting people. Oh, and, you they, know, they go they, through puberty, you know, and then they exactly. start talking back. You know, the kids are like, yeah. Right, right. Going out with their friends all night. So, um, yeah, so I'm wondering if someone had her as a baby, as an illegal pet, and then as she started getting more difficult to care for, they just let her go, right. or she escaped and they didn't chase after her. Who knows? What? So um, how does the illegal trade work? How do, how do you smuggle in a monkey? Is it they're just hidden in, in like, um, cargo well, sent in or? It's easier than that because if if it's so they're legal in they're still legal in a oh, number of states. Of course, they just got to cross the state border. Exactly. So you go to like Missouri or wherever they're legal. You buy a pet monkey and you bring her back in your car. And as long as you're not stopped, no one knows. Right. Oh, until wow. she bites someone, until she gets loose, and that, those are like most of the stories that we hear are of confiscated illegal pet monkeys. It's a bit. It's different here, obviously, because we're an island nation. And mm-hmm. pretty much the most of those sort of rules are pretty consistent across the country. Um, yeah. The only the one that people often laugh at when they come here from other other countries is there's a pretty strict border control between the states about fruit. Um, okay. You can't, for instance, if I fly from Victoria to Tasmania, uh, they'll be they'll be sniffer dogs trying to find if you've got any fruit on you, like a banana or something. To stop yeah. because there's a f- fruit fly issues and they you know they're trying to separate. Oh, that's that. why. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it is funny to have like such uh, heavy security for <laughs> over fruit over a loose banana. Um, yeah, those but, must be some nasty fruit flies. Yeah, someone was telling me about um, this. What made me laugh and then it made me sad as well. But there was uh, they <laughs> they had uh, knew someone who for a little while was importing illegally importing exotic fish. Okay. And, and the way they did it was they they would basically mule them like a drug mule and have them in little packets of water on oh. their on their body and then fly internationally. Isn't that, that the sounds wildest so uncomfortable? Thing? Yeah, everything about it sounds ridiculous, but then it's like, oh, oh. the poor fish. It's cruel and gross. So, yeah, everything <laughs> yeah. about it. So it was the wild. I'm like, that can't be a real thing. But they swore that that really happens. I might, maybe uh, I've been sold a pup there, but I, I, I believed them when they told it to me. No, I believe it. I've heard so many stories of how even monkeys and and apes are, you know, illegally transported across countries, and it's horrible stuff. It's like, and in birds, if you, you know, birds. I've seen lizards like put into these little tiny containers yeah. just, you know, oh. and packed in a crate. It's, it's, you'd have to be insane to do that and be okay with yourself. I don't understand it. It's very hard to talk your way out of that if you get busted for it as well. You can't be like, oh, yeah. I, oh I didn't I didn't realize I wasn't able to have a, a monkey, <laughs> a, <fish. laughs> a baby fish in my armpit. I didn't know. What are you? Oh, what? I, I like having fish taped to my body. <laughs> yeah, this is just one of the things that I like to do. I didn't, I didn't realize there was a law against this. They like it. The they like they it. like it. I like it. I don't know why yeah. you're getting involved. It's a nanny fish state. love flying in airplanes. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, <laughs> they they love, they love flying. It's more, they they, they, they look in the ocean at the at the birds and the planes <laughs> flying overhead and say, "Oh, one day, this maybe. is their one chance." Yeah, they can't <laughs> do it on loan. You know, they can't yeah. fly a plane. He's, he's doing them a service, really. Exactly. Fulfilling dreams, you know. Yes. Yeah. All right, maybe they would be able to talk their way out of it. I'm convinced. Okay. <laughs> They're just misunderstood. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
So that that's that story started sad with uh, yeah. Daisy, but I've I found a picture. She looks like a bloody legend jumping on that ambulance. She's cute, isn't she? Yeah, so cute. I'll have to yeah, she's adorable. Post, post that on the social medias. Yeah, sure. And she must have been pretty freaked out. And most all of these stories involve pretty freaked out primates, I think. The next one I'm going to tell you, they actually don't sound freaked out. And that's why I love this story because okay. it's not, it doesn't sound like they're scared. It sounds like they're having a party. Oh, nice. So, if, uh, yeah, so that's a good one. Is there, uh, is there any sort of research in whether or not there's long-term effects if they, if they are sort of freaked out or have, there is, if they're smuggled you know, I, or whatever? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's something I was going to bring up because um, one of the sanctuaries that I talked to mentioned um, about how the, like one, okay, I'm just going to tell you the story next because <laughs> this, this is exactly why that's important. Um, so there was a rhesus macaque named Andy who um, was spotted running loose in rural Kentucky and he was scared. He was freaked out. He was hard to capture. Um, and so eventually the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Department were able to sedate him and capture him. He was in a tree, so he was real hard to, you know, get safely, but they sedated him and got him. Um, and they brought him to a sanctuary in Kentucky called the Primate Rescue Center. And, uh, they immediately noticed how uh, underweight he was. He was really skin and bones. He was like 50 to 60% of his normal weight. Um, he was hairless which is typical of primates when they're stressed, kind of like humans, if they're stressed, right? You kind of, <laughs> your hair might thin. Yep. Um, but when you're starving uh, and, and you know, don't have proper care, it's much more severe when you're a monkey. Um, and then, so they, they bring him to the vet right away and they try to, they get him treated for um, his malnutrition and, you know, whatever else was going on. He had a tattoo on his chest. Okay. What? And I'm not, I'm not, that sounds crazy. It wasn't like a sailor or a heart with saying mom or something. It was a tattoo of some numbers. And what that indicated was that he eventually, he at some point started out in a laboratory right? because laboratory monkeys get, um, they get tattooed and chimps get tattooed. So, um, there's news stories about this too. They were calling him mystery monkey 08053555 which is a mouthful, but, um, that's the number that was on his chest. So, um, they, they tried to find out where this monkey came from. And so the sanctuary contacted the centers for disease control and some other, you know, laboratory folks to see if there's any sort of record keeping that would indicate where this monkey came from and why he was running loose and how long has he been running loose? Nobody had any info on it. They really got nowhere with trying to find out what happened to this monkey. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's still at the sanctuary now. They renamed him Andy because he deserved a real name. Uh, he's, but what's interesting is if that you, he, so he was. If you flipped his uh, name that was tattooed on him upside down, it actually spells boobs. Oh. Is that right? <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. No, it says hello. It says hello. hello. Yeah. And then That's boobs. That's cool. Hello, boobs. Hello, boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all a joke, really. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's happy. I'm glad it was just a prank and this was. wasn't a really tragic, sad story. <laughs> just kidding. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, it actually is fine. I mean, he, he's okay now. He's at the sanctuary. But what's really interesting is I'm that- I'm just looking um, at he, Reese's macaques. They're beautiful. I mean, they're, they are. You know, but particularly- They're the most common. Yeah, go ahead. They're the most common, were you saying? Most commonly used in labs. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the U.S., yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to be able to put a, a face on uh, the cruelty. So what and, – and the lab tests, just generally, it's just all sorts of things. In my head, it's makeup and stuff, but it's more serious stuff than that, right? It's Oh, yeah, there's medical some – Medical testing I mean, and – Yeah, yeah. It's, the frivolous it stuff be, probably stopped now, um, right? Mm, there's still – I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm not privy to all that. I don't know exactly how frivolous it gets, right. but I do know there's still plenty of procedures, you know, that the monkeys go through that one would think would be frightening, painful, you know, upsetting to survive, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not just putting lipstick on their lips and saying, no. what do you think of this shade? Yeah, no, it's not as fun as that, I don't think. <laughs> um 
But what I was going to say was because you asked if, um, it, you know, if, if how haunted they are by by their the trauma that they might have experienced. Yep. Um, and this monkey that was renamed Andy, um, he was loose in in the winter. It was like early winter, late fall. So it was chilly out um, every year now at the sanctuary when it gets cold, he gets much more anxious he starts pacing in his enclosure. He starts over grooming himself. So like sort of pulling his hair out more than he should um, and having some obsessive compulsive behaviors. Uh, and they worry about him and, you know, they try to help him as much as they can. But then in the summertime when it's warm, he relaxes, his fur starts growing back. And it's just one indication of how he he still associates like fear and anxiety to that time of year because of what ha- whatever happened to him. We don't even know everything that happened to him. Right. Uh, you Holy know, so shit. it's real stuff. Yeah. And like, is it lessening each winter or is it um, pretty consistent? Yeah, over, yeah, I think so. I mean, slowly it's slow though. And over time, some primates do um, get better from, from the trauma, but some don't. And it's very hard to predict because they're, they really are individuals just like you or I are. And so that's, what's cool about sanctuaries is that they can tailor the care to the individual and they don't have any other, you know, priorities. Like if they're not a zoo that's open to the public, so they don't have to worry about, you know, crowds watching these monkeys or whatever. It's really just about getting the individuals what they need so that they can at least be comfortable. And if they can't solve all the problems, they can, they can help make them more comfortable and feel safe and secure and, you know, enjoy life a bit more than they've been able to. Yeah. But, you know, I thought this story about Andy really illustrates that in a very, like, in a very visual way with the caregivers, they can see, him suffering from what happened to him you know by now it's years ago it was in 2015 that this happened with andy so it's still relatively recent um and it is getting better over time but they've told me that every summer they think oh maybe this will be the year that you know he won't get anxious in the winter and then it starts getting chilly and he starts over plucking and you know um sort of going back reverting back to those negative um or upsetting behaviors that he still exhibits. So, uh, yeah, it, some of them just never can get past it fully. Um, yeah, well, but I, I, like you said, that's same same with humans who go through trauma. Yeah, and you might you might react differently to trauma than I would. You know, like you might be fine after a year, and I might not be, or vice versa. And yeah. you just can't you can't predict it, and you also can't predict what makes a person feel better. So, you know, one of the sanctuaries, um, has a chimp that just loves cowboy boots. Um, (laughs) this is at a, (laughs) at a sanctuary called, um, chimpanzee sanctuary Northwest. They're a NAPSA member sanctuary in Washington state. And, um, and so this chimp just loves cowboy boots and like, she wants to see them all the time. She wants her caregivers to wear them. Um, and so the sanctuary does it. And like, they have all these boots that people send them and the caregivers will wear them and walk around and do what they need to do for the chimps. And it makes this one chimp super happy. So they do it. And I love that because it's like, it does, you know, it's an easy solution and it makes her, it entertains her and brightens her day. So why not do it? Yeah. Cowboy boots. Look, whose day would they not brighten? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't have a pair of cowboy boots. Do you? Oh, I don't. I don't yet. But now <laughs> I'm just writing it down on my wish list right now. Buy cowboy boots. I think, yeah, whenever I get up to North America, especially in the, particularly in like Kentucky or wherever the cowboy sort of states are. Is that, what is Kentucky somewhere? Is, uh, no, what's it's that? It's like bourbon. It's yeah, not cowboy. Yeah, bourbon. No, oh. you want like Texas. Texas is, yeah, that's right. Okay. Texas is the cow, I think of Texas with cowboy boots. What, and what do you think, what's Kentucky? Kentucky bourbon. Yeah, I mean, they, they Country music? have horse racing. Oh, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, they do that. So it's it's still like it's very country, but it's different than cowboys. Right. We have so many <laughs> special cultures here in the United States. Yeah, it's cool. I, was I know. Up, it's, like, I it's amazing how many cities I've heard of that I've never been to. But and then you, you see them on a map. You're like, oh, Tennessee and Kentucky are right next to each other. Yeah. And, and then Kentucky's just south of Indiana and Ohio. Yeah. It's just You're pretty good. So mushed in there together. <laughs> I well, know. I would have had. I would have had no idea. I would have. I think I would have pictured Kentucky closer to Texas than it is. 
But that's yeah. I'm confusing different kinds of uses of horses. They well, race right. them in it's, Kentucky yeah. down um, south. They chase cows with them. Yeah, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I think I think you got it. <laughs> we, met, we we do both of those things all over Australia. So let's see, it's we've got a much more of a monoculture here, I guess. You do. You just have horses everywhere. Horse, yeah. <laughs> I'm on one in right California. now. <laughs> yes. I thought I heard the hooves. Yeah. Clip pavement <laughs> the ground. Yeah. <laughs> You've got your hat on. Well, here's what you should do. You need to make Primates podcast boots now. Okay. You've got the knit hats and shirts and things. You need cowboy boots. Boots. Okay. Primate Primate branded boots. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'll maybe I'll I'll, cool. I'll I'll make what two pairs? Do you reckon that's the sort of demand? Sure. One for you, one yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be stuck with an inventory. No. Well, there's yeah, there's a chance we're coming over to the states later in in the year, hopefully. So. And what part of the states are you going to be in? Well, that's all up in the air, and even like we're still working our way through trying to get um, the visa stuff happening, and there's a mm-hmm. up to multiple month wait still to find out. That's um, yeah. It's uh, it's moving in the right direction. I imagine what? we wouldn't be able to go everywhere. I imagine we can't get to Kentucky and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> you know, the the probably all the boring normal people places people tour. Well, uh, let me know when you know where you're probably, going, and maybe I I'd can say get La La Land would definitely be on the on the cards. Well, good. We can meet in person. That would be fun. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we could do it. Yeah, do an episode in person. We can wear our ball gowns on the red carpet and our boots. And our boots and my primates hat. Yeah. I will I will look fabulous. Yeah. You can get away with anything in a tinsel town. You can. That's the truth. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. That's no, the I, truth. I believe it. I believe that <laughs> yeah. any, anything's allowed. No one looks at you like, oh, what's this weirdo doing? It's like, oh. No, they do not. I actually really like that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. There's certain, yeah. The suburb I'm in right now in Melbourne is similar to that as well. I like that. Yeah. You need to be you need to be a free spirit and wear whatever the heck you want. Yeah, or you'll never make it in Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> so but you're going to be here soon. You'll learn all about it. Yeah, well, I can't wait. Um, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed that actually happens. And I, I'm, yes. I'm trying. I'm making sure I don't get my hopes up too high because it is notoriously difficult to to get through the system. That uh, would be so fun, though. Would you do comedy here? Yeah, that'd be the plan. That'd be yes. so. There's yeah, a really hopefully- good. Sorry. Go ahead. I no, think... there's a really good comedy place right nearby that has it's like a famous, um, famous comedy place that you need to go to. Yeah, great. There's a well, LA's got a few of the like the world famous clubs. So if I could, they do. I think that I yep. might, yeah, I might have an in at at least one of them. So that'd be yeah. a dream come true to do stand up in America, especially in Ooh. in LA and New York, but you know anywhere really. Anyway, uh, we're getting sidetracked again. Okay, we're here okay, to talk sorry, chimps and escape. I have a good story. Do you want to hear a good story? This is the one I've been looking forward to the most. I sort of I derailed it before when you were trying to get into the feel good story. That's okay. But that's probably this, this is a maybe a good one to finish on. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay, so there's a chimpanzee named Chipper. Great, no, and love it already. Yeah, I know. Well, the names get even better. There's also one named Joe Bananas, so get ready. <laughs> okay. We've probably talked about this before, but uh, Americans say bananas better than we do, I think. <laughs> you made fun of this last time no, we I'm talked. I'm not making fun. This is sincere <laughs> um, jealousy. I wish I said it like that. Bananas. You say bananas. It's much more dignified the way you say it. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever called the Australian accent dignified before. <laughs> it is dignified. <laughs> Sir, it, it's much more so than mine. I just I don't know I disagree but bananas it's well, fun bananas. it just sounds more fun <laughs> I I have to I have to keep it up because if I start saying bananas in the middle of everything else I'm going to sound like a crazy person well, it, the rest the when accent, you say bananas it sounds weird but it does sound bananas weird. <laughs> yeah bananas yeah so <laughs> chipper this is about 30 years ago this is an old story and it's so old that i can't even find uh, much on the internet about it although i've been told this was in the news uh, when it happened it was on television because the internet didn't exist uh so chipper um had a hell of a life before th- this escape even happened so listen to this he was wild born in africa he was illegally poached taken from everything he knew, Hmm. sent to an animal dealer in New York State. 
I don't know if it was New York City or New York State, but it was in New York. Uh, after that, he was sent to Ringling Brothers Circus, where he was trained, and I'm sure he performed. His trainer ended up dying. So then he went to the Colston Laboratory in New Mexico, which is a notorious biomedical laboratory for chimpanzees that has since closed. Um, but it was constantly getting um, fined and uh, in trouble for not meeting proper standards of care for chimpanzees. And these really are proper standards of care 30 plus years ago. Yes, minimal standards of care for chimpanzees in a laboratory, and they couldn't handle that. So Ugh. really nasty place. Um, so Chipper, you know, think of what he's been through already, right? What a like, wild life. Born and, uh, wild in Africa. He's been yeah. in a circus, in a lab. Uh-huh. Across and the seas. Animal, yeah. yeah, like all over the place. So it's no wonder he, you know, got to have some fun. So he, in 1985, he was able to leave the laboratory, thank God, and he was sent to a roadside zoo in North Florida. I don't know much about this roadside zoo. I don't know if it was decent or not. I'm but guessing Generally it was. speaking, roadside zoo. <laughs> I mean, just the name roadside zoo does not fill me with confidence. I do not believe it's open anymore, but, you know, so he was there. This is 1985, or a little bit after 1985, he was living there. So he escaped from the zoo with another chimpanzee named Joe Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> they run over to the interstate, so it's like the highway. I don't know if that's a different word than what you call it in Australia. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the highway, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, he's on the highway. They somehow get a gallon of honey. <laughs> They sit on the highway and drink all the honey. What's a gallon okay. again? How many is oh, it in terms of liters? It's like two liters or something, I think. Gallon. It's a lot of honey anyway. It's a, it's a shitload of honey. <laughs> uh, it says it's 3.78 liters. Whoa, that is a, that's a lot of honey. I mean, a li when I have like a spoonful of honey, I think, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. So this is a lot of honey. And so they sit there and they eat all the honey. So they're all like sugared up and ready to go. <laughs> they, they make their way over to a barn. There's a neighbor's barn. So they must not have been very far from the, the zoo itself. They go to the neighbor's barn. They take the gas. There's a tractor in the barn. They take the gas cap off the tractor, off the tank. They fill the tank with kitty litter. <laughs> and they put the gas cap back on. Then they do the same thing with the crankcase of the tractor. Now, I don't know much about tractors. I don't know what a crankcase is, but I think it's humorous. They did this twice <laughs> and surely really messed up the tractor. Um, and this was all documented somehow, I guess, through local news. I'm Kitty thinking... litter's going to be the worst. Like, that would be the worst <laughs> possible thing to put in there. Isn't it? It's built to soak. Uh, oh, man. That's, uh, yeah. Imagine that engine would be ruined. Gone. Yeah, ruined. And they put the cat back on. I love that. They were like, we're going to do this, but we're going to make it look like we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so this was documented. And I, I was really trying to find the footage of this. Um, I couldn't find it. But the, the way that I know that it happened is because he ended up arriving to a NAPSA member sanctuary called um, Center for Great Apes. And they're in Florida also. Um, they're a little further south in the state. And so in 2000, so this is a while after he ended up finally going to a sanctuary, um, probably once the zoo closed. Um, but I, what I, I know the, the woman who founded the sanctuary there, um, has been in Florida her whole life or most of her life. So she saw these articles and knew about, you know, what was going on with these chimps. So, so she has the, do the case uh, documented on her website. So if you look at the Center for Great Apes website, you can look at all their chimps that they have, and Chipper is on there. And when you can read about Chipper's history uh, with his honey-crazed um, escape <laughs> messing up a tractor, um, I would have loved to hear what the farmer said when they discovered what happened <laughs> to this tractor. <laughs> <laughs> so now he lives – he still is around. He lives at the Center for Great Apes. He likes to chase – uh, other chimps. There's a chimp he lives with named Natsu, and that's like his buddy, and he likes to tickle and groom and chase Natsu. So um, Chipper has had a crazy life and had a crazy escape. It <laughs> sounds great, Chipper. I know it sounds like a. I mean, it sounds like a movie, but you know, I don't like chimps in movies, but that sounds like such a great story. Yeah, it it sounds exactly like an old seventies. 
I know. Rompy sort of movie. I reckon and Burt Reynolds would have been in it. Right, exactly. And just and there'd be like stupid music playing in the background. <laughs> Burt <and> Reynolds <laughs> would have been the the farmer who came out in his tractors and he would have hit his knee with his hat. <laughs> yeah. Gosh darn it. Dang it. Chimps. <laughs> Not again. I don't know. <laughs> and they would just be sitting there and they would like, you know, <laughs> glance over their shoulder at him and keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's and, and I love it that Joe Bananas is the name of the other chimp because it just sounds like just such a – it sounds like a, a movie. I don't know. Joe Bananas. Yeah, Joe, Joe Bananas. Bananas. He sounds or, like he – I don't know where he got his name. His I don't know, and I don't know where Joe Bananas ended up, unfortunately. I don't – he did not make it to the sanctuary, so I don't know if he went to another facility or if he passed away before that. Um, but, but again, they were – this, this uh, escape story did not end terribly – um, they, you know, they were eventually recaptured and sent back home, but nobody, you know, got injured or got hurt or worse. So I like those types of stories cause it could be real bad. And if you Google, there's certainly some chimp stories out there of, you know, that ended much more tragically. Yes. Well, thanks yes. for ending with one that had a happier ending. <laughs> I but tried. I guess it's sort of like it's one of those tricky things. Where it's like, well, it, I guess, you, yeah, you can't you can't ignore the truth too much just to feel better. So it's sort of, but yeah. I guess that's the that's what you deal with every day. Well, yeah, and I'm trying to make it interesting. I know this podcast is not about you know, even though we talked about 20 other depressing topics, uh, you know, there's there's amazing things about these primates, and I want to celebrate that. And your podcast is great for that purpose. Well, that's cool. So. Thanks so much for joining us again. Would, are you, do you have a few more minutes to hang around while I read out some Patreon uh, questions and comments? Always. Great. So people can support this show at patreon.com slash pod, and they support the, the few different podcasts in this mini network, including uh, Do Go On, uh, which this week, uh, you, you probably, I, I should be embarrassed to say this, Erica, but I, this <laughs> week's episode um, had to be rescheduled, and it was rescheduled to... Super Bowl Monday, as it is here, which mm. I and I had, I was at a, a, I was drinking at a party for about twelve hours before we recorded it. So <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> well, it was fun, but I I don't know how much fun it will be to listen to the podcast where we talk about. I mean, I very vaguely remember it, but uh, Jess told us all about <laughs> a uh, some sort of a, a, a chef. Named Julia, and I think she's pretty famous in America. She's Julia from- Child. Julia Child, yes, that's right. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I want to listen now. It's not a great plug for it. I imagine it's embarrassing for me, and a, and probably a a pretty good uh, don't drink <laughs> alcohol kind of message. It's a public um, service. It, it is a public service. Don't be like this idiot. I've, uh, I've, I'm going to listen. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I've taken the rest of the month off drinking, as um, <laughs> as punishment. Um, but anyway, so you uh, people can support uh, that podcast to go on as well as Primates uh, uh, Book Cheat, which is a, a podcast about books. Obviously, uh, this week cool. is about. I was on it actually this week, and it was about uh, the a tale of two cities. It's really interesting. And then Ooh. the other podcast in this network is called Listen Now, which is one I host with my cousin about music and where we talk we go through um some classic rock albums this uh first season we're talking about australian pub rock legends cold chisel and it's been a lot of fun but there's only going to be two more episodes to go uh next week we do their last album and then we're going to do a wrap-up episode after that anyway eric you don't need to know all about that the point is if you support us on patreon um one of the rewards is on primates. I'll read out a few of your names to thank, as well as a question or a comment that they've given us about primates. So here we go. Uh, okay. Ky- Kylie Jones, she writes, if you were to do a whole new podcast on a different group of animals, what would it be? Personally, I'd go for a marsupial-themed podcast called Marsupi Pals. That's pretty yes. good. Not a, that's not a bad option, Kylie. Um, I don't know how many... How many um, marsupials in popular culture there are i guess you got skippy the bush kangaroo i bet i don't know i don't even know that but i'm that sure was there's a, that's an icon that was an iconic uh, kid show in australia in like the 70s or something and that what about there was that uh, kangaroo jack movie about it was an american movie where some americans came to australia there and was, was a talking kangaroo or something 
Yeah, and you know, in in America, there was a show called Captain Kangaroo. Oh, that vaguely rings a bell. I, yeah, I don't think it actually involved a kangaroo, though. Okay, but that might be. I mean, <laughs> I've had a few tenuous links on this show as well, so I think that. Could okay, be, that's true. I think that's it. all it takes. Poss- there's, there's that's a genius idea. Possums. Yeah, I think it's very good, Kylie. Uh, I'm only doing three podcasts a week now. Why not add a fourth? <laughs> um, <laughs> Do it. Thanks for your support, Kylie. Jared Schaefer or Schaffer writes, did you know the Gombe chimpanzee war was a four-year conflict between two chimpanzee tribes and ended when all the males in the Kahama community were killed? Thought you'd like to know. Had you heard of that, Erica? Uh, yes. There's actually there's a really good movie about Jane Goodall that came out maybe two years ago. It's called Jane. And um, it covers that and how it impacted her to see these chimps warring like this. And, yeah, it's it's really interesting. That is amazing, a four-year war. I should maybe look into yeah. that. That could be an episode. Well, this I this should... guy sounds like a he sounds like an expert. Maybe you should have him on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe should. Um, but, yeah, I also we should really do a Jane Goodall episode at some point. Oh, um, yes, you should. Yeah, that, I think that would be very interesting. So but there's a movie... There's a few movies she's featured in, right? But that mm-hmm. be... that newest one is by National Geographic, and it's really good. Okay. Oh, that's, maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah, check that out. Uh, thanks, Jared. Todd writes, my favorite primate is the baboon. While driving through Ethiopia, troops of baboons would sit on the side of the road, and most of the adult males would be playing with themselves. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing the first time I saw it. You know, I never read these out until I'm reading them on the show, but it's <laughs> it's funny to see where they go. I was I wasn't I expecting that. I said to myself, I was thinking to myself, I shouldn't be laughing right now, but I couldn't help it. Todd, uh, what a way to pick a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's what they do. That's so, that's hey, good on, good on uh, them, good on those uh, troops of baboons. Thank you very much, care. Todd. And finally, Alexander Janmo writes. My girlfriend studies evolutionary anthropology, so I'll have to ask her what her favorite primate is. All right. Thanks, Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) Keep us posted. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Uh, Also pick up bread and milk. Yes. Oh, yeah. Alexander, please get bread and milk as well. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, That that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Please give us a five-star review. Eric, you don't have to do this. is more for the listeners. Uh, and if you do, I'll, I'll read them out. There is one. One has come through since last week with a five-star review. It, it reads, not a threat, five stars. If you <laughs> and Dave don't do a crossover book cheat episode on Kurt Vonnegut's Welcome to Monkey House, I'm literally going to take a hostage. Holy moly. Wow. <laughs> that was from Riddle Piddle in the United States of America. That was pretty. Taking a hostage, Did somehow that felt American to me. It, yeah, and how can you be so angry with a name like Riddle Piddle? <laughs> yeah, that just defies logic. Uh, but yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I like uh, reading Kurt Vonnegut. I don't, uh, I don't think we've even talked about that with me and Dave. But yeah, that would be a cool idea. I think he'd he'd be up for doing a Vonnegut. I guess he does. There's some good primate books you could cover. I haven't thought about books you could do. Yeah, books obviously cool. makes it. Um, it makes it a longer process <laughs> to prepare for an episode, especially sure. at the speed I read. But um, but no, that is a good idea. Maybe a, a picture book. <laughs> Start small, work yeah, your way up. Totally. Yeah. Uh, now, okay. where where can people find you, and where can they find Napsa online? Obviously, when we're talking Napsa, uh, we're talking about the National Pension Scheme Authority, and what. I don't really understand how that relates to. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as the North American Primate Sanctuary Alliance. Yes. Uh, Sounds a little familiar, right, Matt? It does. That's ringing a bell. Okay, finally. We're getting somewhere. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on uh, our website is primatesanctuaries.org. You can see us on Facebook at Primate Sanctuary and um, on Instagram at Napsa Primates. Awesome. And I'll I'll link to those or at least some of them if I can remember what they were uh, in the show show notes. And people can find us at Primates Pod on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and email at primatespod.com. No, at gmail.com. Primatespod at gmail.com. I get confused. Yes. Um, I zoned out for half a second. I forgot how much of it I'd said. But anyway, the Gmail part is also important. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Erica. It's always a blast to have you on. Hopefully it won't be such a long gap before you come back. 
Oh, I would love that. Thank you. And if Thanks not, for having b- me. before that movie comes out that you star in, um, <laughs> I'm sure, but yeah, I'd love to hear more escape stories or we can find something. If anyone's got any suggestions for what Erica um, might talk about next, or maybe would you be up for this, Erica, if I put out to the listeners, ask uh, questions for Erica, and then we'll just do an episode where um, the listeners ask you a bunch of questions. I would love that. Oh, right, cool. Maybe I'm we should do anything. that next time. Yeah, do it. All right, cool. I'll. Um, Hopefully, they have some questions for me. <laughs> I reckon they will. I reckon they're very inquisitive, and it's well, nice to have a legit primatologist on here to throw I those will questions. Answer at. them all. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks so much. And oh, hey, Erica, remember you sign off with some sort of a primate rift uh, outro thing. Sign off. <laughs> you remember? That? I've got some. All yeah, right, great. Yeah. So, as we always say here at Primates Podcast. Support your local primate sanctuary. (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's dorky. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.